Adrian. You've what? got like Are you static so excited for this this uh this what? Panic at the disco concert that we're gonna go to. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking rad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, just remember hydrate. What is this? I don't know. Hydrate. No. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Degrees. My name's Adrian. And I'm Alex. And today we have a special guest. Special guest, introduce yourself. Hello! I wanted to say, and I'm Lindsay, but I didn't. Every time. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm Lindsay Owens. I am a brand strategist and graphic designer by day and a wood elf wizard by night. <laughs> I yeah I know both of you through a kind of a culmination of different friends college friends and game friends and here we are so awesome yeah I met a lot of the people y'all know through Justin and John which was like one of our original guests like first round of guests so I'm glad that like are kind of like word of mouth, like, hey, you want to be on the podcast is kind of like reaching these expanses of other individuals. Absolutely. I was like, um, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is my second podcast interview ever in my lifetime. One of my goals um, in the next like five years of my business, oh, I'm an entrepreneur, um, is to have my own podcast. So this is like a great step into the podcast world. So I'm just happy to be here. Awesome. Oh, it's, I never thought we would ever actually have more than i don't know a week's worth of episodes like but here we are too. That's like... awesome. I, don't know. I guess that a week wouldn't have made sense right i uh, think maybe seven episodes is really what i was meaning uh, gotcha, yeah gotcha. yeah for sure here we are uh almost a that's year that's awesome almost. that's amazing yeah dude when we hit that year mark i don't know what are we gonna do we're gonna just like confetti and stuff i don't know <laughs> when so yeah. when is when is your year mark august 16th i think if i something awesome so did y'all start this, I guess, in quarantine as like a fun project? Yeah. We did. I love that. <laughs> we did. I love that uh, so much. <laughs> Adrian and I are very broken people. And I think the lack of human connection mm -hmm. uh, drove us to be like, hey, let's do the thing. And we were like, cool, let's do the thing. And what's really funny is when I announced the thing, um, that's what got John like jumped back into like my Twitter feed. And I was like, Oh, yeah, we could do it. And then so here we are. Like, legitimately, this is what has reconnected all of, like, all of these people and, like, made new connections. And Absolutely. I mean, because I probably haven't spoken to you, Alex, since college. Oh. And we won't talk about how long ago that was, but it was quite a while ago. <laughs> a few years. It's fine. Yeah, just a few. Yeah. It's a couple gray hairs ago. Oh, Lord, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really funny. Know those are yet, but... <laughs> Yeah. I, I ran too. I ran into somebody I saw in high school right after I moved back to Dallas and I looked at her and I was picking up like tickets to some show Hello Dolly because you do um, yeah. and I looked at her I was like holy shit you've got like real gray hair and that was the first thing out of my mouth not hey <laughs> not it's so nice to see you it was like holy shit we're old yeah yeah, yeah. it was just like I I feel you. You can't see mine because uh, I dye it, but I got my first gray hair when I was 18. Okay. Anyway, we are derailing. Um, That's just but yeah. Yeah. So, so side projects during quarantine, 
one of my side projects was diving deep into Animal Crossing. Like, <laughs> deep, deep, deep. Like, uh, we're coming up on 800 hours of playtime on yes. Animal Crossing on the Switch. And I know, Adrian, you are, you're kind of diving into Animal Crossing world currently. I know. I think it's like I 20 know. hours, maybe, maybe a little bit more. And I, I went awesome. to one of your friend's uh, islands, and they just loaded with cool stuff. Stuff that, like, one item would be accumulative of everything on my island. So hey. just... Yeah. Just know that she and I uh, started playing at the exact same time, which was one week after it came out, which is, like, one week oh post the first quarantine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were one week in, maybe two weeks in. Um and I thought, like, okay, this is this is how I'm going to reconnect with reality. You know, it was like have this like alternate reality with my friends, and we would like hop on Discord and, you know, trade island stuff and, you know, build all the things. And I mean, I still play every single day, so <laughs> which is which is a far cry from my uh, my hobbies in the past because. As you know, I didn't really come into board gaming and gaming in general uh, very early in life. Um, this is something that I know John and Justin have kind of teased, like, oh my gosh, you need to hear Lindsay's story about how she got into games. Um, because I did not enjoy games of any sort when I was younger. And I'm talking like even in high school and going into college, I was not a game fan. I don't know like, why. Well, Not even Monopoly or like Clue or... Just so, no games. So I think a lot of it, if my mom listens to this, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but my mom specifically, my parents were not into games at all. So like we didn't, we had, I don't know, like dream phone, you know, when you're, when you're in like <laughs> elementary school, Adrian probably has no clue. What no, that is. what is that? Wow. <laughs> well, um, it was a game that we played in elementary school and it was uh, peak mid 90s culture um basically you had this like purple phone and you would like dial these you know boys like ooh, is my crush brad that's hanging out at the mall like it was kind of like guess who but for dating Mm -hmm. but for girls who were not dating appropriate like age-wise it was a very strange like barbie mattel kind of realm and that was probably one of the first games i ever played and it's not really a game Right, Alex. I mean, I'm sure you've probably no, no. It was it was definitely a no. I would not say game. I think it was no. You know, <laughs> I, you know when you're of a certain age, Adrian. Right, and when you, like when any... you play Mash and everything like that. Kind of yeah, thing. but Mash, Mash, like boy talking to you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just the idea of somebody actually like wanting to have a phone conversation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, none of us actually had our own cell phones or texting or the internet or this was pre AOL Instant Messenger, like all of that. But I'm that that's way far, uh, <laughs> way the far phone gone. phone numbers did not have area codes on them. No, it was they like 555-2378, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that truly like that and like maybe Connect 4 and Checkers were like the games that lived in my house for the longest time. Um, but honestly, my parents weren't into board games at all, so we really didn't play them, except when I went to my grandparents' house. And we would play sequins or, like, dominoes or Mexican train or, like, you know, hearts in solitaire. Like old people game. Like 
old people games, you know, right. classic old people games. And they were wonderful, but my parents were like, oh, I'm so glad you're here that you could play with grandma and aunt while we do something else, <laughs> you know? And still to this day, I think that's what they prefer me and and honestly, Ryan, my husband, to be able to do when we have family come over, like entertain the family while we like make dinner. Because like, I don't understand this game stuff. <laughs> so I think I, I always grew up uh, with this like, atmosphere of playing games was not being productive it was like a waste of time um i mean my brother played video games but it was like star fox or you know mission impossible stuff and that just wasn't really my jam um and i played a little bit of like mario and things but i didn't ever have any introduction to dungeons and dragons or truly any like board game let alone an rpg you know um until I don't know, until after college. Um, married into so, it. So, you know, I, I de <laughs> definitely, I definitely married into it. So Ryan, my husband and I uh, met in college in 2008, um, but we didn't start dating until 2012. And I think it was in the 2012 to 14, like the early, you know, uh, stages of us dating, even before we got engaged, where like Ryan really enjoyed board games but could tell that I was really hesitant, but we wanted some activities to do together. And especially with our friends, like we would spend a lot of time with Justin and his now wife, Allie, you know, we wanted to have some fun activities to do together, but I was incredibly hesitant. Like, why are we playing games? Such, such a waste of time, you know, clearly just like mimicking what my also entrepreneur parents were like, why are you doing that when you could like build your business? You know? they don't really have very healthy habits. So you know, <laughs> we're trying to work, work on that, like work-life balance as well. But I was very hesitant at wanting to play anything. Um, I think I would much rather like, I don't know, take a dance class or which feels so foreign now that we're like kind of in COVID, but coming out of COVID <laughs> that feels like such a long time ago, you know, but I had other hobbies and activities and things I wanted to do. Um, but I really wanted to foster some type of, you know, activity that we could do as a couple with other friends. And, and I think my introduction to games was all like Monopoly and Catan and things that didn't feel fun to me, you know, like, what are, what are some of the first games that y'all played? I'm just curious. Like, uh, my family is big in Clue. Uh, okay. I think Clue, my dad, my dad likes board games. So like when I was growing up, we were always playing card games. Um, as morbid as it sounds, we brought a deck of cards while he was like in his medical induced coma after he had a heart attack, just so oh, wow. we had some sense of normalcy with yeah. my dad in the same space. No, I totally just get that. over sharing for the day. And then, you know, Monopoly, sorry, all the all the normal stuff from there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't get into Dungeons and Dragons until I got to college either, and it was just because I happened to have friends, and then you know, one thing leads to another, and you're like at Mad Hatters, and <laughs> somebody's playing Dungeons and Dragons. You're like, cool, I could do that, and then you yeah. find some more people, and then you're playing Fat Pathfinder, and then you know you get stuck in quarantine, and then you're playing two different games of Dungeons and Dragons and playing a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Who just saw that it coming? sounds like it escalated. Not me. Not me. <laughs> I was yeah. always, always a nerd uh, from the get-go. <laughs> it's just it's right there. 
remember going around the table with I think it was like a Sega Genesis maybe, and we played Soul Calibur or Soul Blade. I think it was Soul Blade at the time, and then I won and I beat everybody. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was just smashing buttons, but it was the yeah, greatest yeah, yeah. feeling ever. Right. And then they like, I don't know. I we left and they said like, hey, Adrian. So he had a really fun. He can have that system. Like I think like a month or two later. So I had that system. System. So I just kept playing, and then my uncle got me an xbox and then i just kept playing and just people just kept giving me games and i just kept playing them <laughs> like feed the beast <laughs> yeah. your fault. and i never right. and i never stopped it. it's just yeah. the board game stuff came a little bit later when i guess uh, i want to say like after my private school days where it was just like i had time to relax with my family i think it was like huh when I came back from college and I was going to college and I was staying home, we started getting good into board games because we we're doing things as family and all that stuff. And mom got home and she'd yeah. play half a round and fall asleep. Cause she just got back from a 12 hour shift. So like, that's oh, just yeah. what she does. Right. Um, so I mean, I mean, the board game part was just very family oriented. And then I just kind of like brought that kind of fervor for, for board games and video games, just like to my friends when I moved back to Lubbock and then I got all these people into Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm just like, because I, I I just like drop it, and they're like, oh yeah, what about that? It's for nerds. I'm like, hell yeah, it's for nerds. Here's what it's about. <laughs> you should play. You know, you don't have yeah. to, but you can play. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm not I'm not this like zealot where it's like you have to play. It's the one true thing, you know. Like, it's right. it's what you make it. It's it's like my all girl campaign. They just had so much fun, and they weren't like. It wasn't like very fight intensive, but they were just having a blast and like hanging out with each other and being a bunch of goofballs, and it was fun. Awesome. So I think just trying to recruit a pet, right? Trying to get some sort of pet, some sort of animal to uh -huh. be a part of their group. I think so cute. Yeah. Is that not what they did, Adrian? No, they they pretended to. Uh, <laughs> they started like, hey, we should pretend to be like harlots and uh, oh, okay, women yeah. of the no, night. The other opposite way. Yeah, no, no. And that's normal. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. No, that other that's stuff. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And they were just laughing and being funny. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what these guys are going to do. Look, this is more <laughs> girls than I've hung out with ever. Okay. Just all I got to say. So. <laughs> that's amazing. Adrian, I know you said that you've always been a nerd. I've been a nerd too, just in a very different avenue. Like oh. I was in marching band again with Alex you know, for a very long time, like in college, you don't have to be in marching band. It's like something that you, <laughs> something that you volunteer to do. Um, and you but take I was so much time to do it. And I wasn't even a music major y'all. Like no. I was a graphic yeah. color guard. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but I was drum major in high school, my senior year. Like, I, I feel like that's like top nerd. You know, like you're the queen of the nerds, um, but like in the band subsection, oh, you know? yeah. the drum <laughs> and then I volunteered to do marching band three out of the five years I was in school in college. So, you know, I mean, it, you just pick your poison. Yeah. But you also said that your introduction was with Catan and Monopoly, which we all know is the most cutthroat of all board games. Friends are not made with Catan. Okay. No, they're not. I, I turned into a monster. Ruined. I don't. Yeah. Michael says he, Michael will not play Catan with me unless it's my birthday. I am only allowed to play with him once a year. Oh my gosh. I just, just... I don't know what happens. It... <laughs> I feel like we're conquering the world. 
kind of like risk. You're just gonna yeah. take it all. I have There's something about the strategy yeah. and being cutthroat and yeah. No, I know. I t I totally understand. I do. Um. So you know, I I think as you know, kind of Adrian, what you were talking about, like board games really foster community, and it it's something that you can do as a shared group. So you know, I think Ryan really wanted to you know, get some kind of like small introduction to board games because he knew I was hesitant. So, and he's the kind of person who loves to research all the options and then gives me like this gateway into the thing that he ultimately wants me to do, which the ultimate goal was not Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, we'll get there. That's been like <laughs> a whole journey on its own. But the ultimate goal was to be able to have consistent board game nights with friends and for me not to hate it and like want to poke my eyes out. Which, and I'm a Taurus, I'm incredibly stubborn. So, you know, it took like years of unlearning <laughs> and years Happy of birthday like, season. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been 34 now for six days. <laughs> but, you know, he, he really approached me getting into board games in a very strategic way, which is so board game of him. <laughs> you know, he's like, okay, I want her to like this, but in order for her not to hate it, let's start with like a very visually interesting game. One that's maybe a cooperative that is like, doesn't have very many rules. So she doesn't feel overwhelmed. Maybe it's a two player. So he bought like a set of games, um, like patchwork, which is a cute little like two player game. We are like putting these like puzzle pieces together to build this quilt and Carcassonne. And a couple of other kind of entry level, like placement, tile placement type of games that were not nearly as stressful as Catan, right? Because <laughs> um, I, I didn't want to be cutthroat. I think I had, um, I felt overwhelmed by like all of the rules and having other people already know all the rules and then me feeling like I was an idiot for not being able to play well the first time I was playing it was just stressful for me. I mean, it's perfectionism at its finest, right? <laughs> I'm like, if I'm not instantly good at something, I don't want to do it. So we're going to have to learn some new games together. <laughs> and he was very, very intentional and strategic about how he introduced me into something um, that he ultimately wanted me to enjoy. And it worked because now I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons once a week. So like, <laughs> I don't know. But, but yeah, I the first couple of years. Oh, he's got a whole spreadsheet of all the games. Um, yeah yeah <laughs> and now it's so funny because you know a lot of my friends and family who know me just from you know when I was younger they're like you play board games <laughs> I was just so against it um and now we've turned our dining room into basically a board game room it's I mean it has a dining table and a bar but it's mostly board games and we have friends and family and like neighbors come by and they're like so you're like board game people <laughs> we have two IKEA shelves filled not the Kalax, but like something similar um and they're just filled with board games and i never in a million years would have told you that i would have been a board game person let alone someone who now has played D, &D for gosh two and a half years it's just it's been a journey a journey of love i guess <laughs> the things the things you do for the person you love right <laughs> See, we needed you on the most recent or the one of the most oh, recent no. episodes that we, I know, that, uh, that we hectic. recorded about. She would not want to come back. <laughs> that's true. You probably wouldn't want to come back. Okay. <laughs> Once again, I will issue a formal apology for that episode because it just came out. 
mm-hmm. thank you for continuing to listen to Dungeons and Degrees. Ka-chow. Ka-chow. Uh, it's so hey. bad. I uh, I feel like I need to hear some of this, but I can go back and listen on my own time. Oh. It's not out yet. You haven't missed anything. Oh, okay. It's, okay. It's, okay. It'll no. be out on the time of recording. I mean, not the time of recording, but in time of recording, four days. So. Got it. Got it. Got it. But cool. people will know what we're talking about if they've reached this far. <laughs> <laughs> if you've continued, thank you. Yeah. Well, feature me. We'll uh, we'll check in and <laughs> we'll talk about it later. But yeah, I you know I think I think it really was. It, he approached it really well because he knew that like I had some barriers because I I think I didn't want to waste my time either. I was like, if I don't instantly feel like I'm good at it and I don't enjoy it, then I'm not gonna do it. But you know, I think like every relationship, there's compromises, and it's something that I really really enjoy now. And we play board games very regularly now. That board game. Uh, habit has gotten me into switch games so you know i have put almost 800 hours into animal crossing which started in quarantine um i've beaten mario odyssey on the switch which was the very first video game i've ever beaten in my entire life and again like (laughs) it's funny how I don't know if y'all have experienced this or not but like talking to your parents as an adult about things that you enjoy now versus like when you were younger, I still think my parents don't fully know who I am as an adult because, you know, we don't live together. We don't spend as much time together. So the things that I tell them that I'm into, they're like, you're such a nerd. I'm like, I think I've always been a nerd. You know, like Adrian, you just pick your poison, but it has now grown into the game world so much. So to the point where like my dad texted me the other day. We were going to uh, Justin and Allie's house to play board games. Now that we're like all vaccinated, we're like starting our Sunday afternoon board games again. And my dad was like, hey, what are you doing today? And I said, oh, we're going to play board games. And then he texted me later that evening thinking that I had played Dungeons and Dragons. And he was trying to be supportive, which was really sweet. But he said, hey, how was your D&D? Like, how did the Woodlands Elf do? And I was like, you mean the Wood Elf Wizard? It's so cute because he's like paying attention, but he got some of the phrasing wrong. But I love that he's trying to communicate and like connect on a level of nerd that he has zero understanding of. Um, You know, he's like an ex-football player. He does not to say that football players can't play nerd games, but it's not in his, you know list of activities to do so it was just cute it's like thanks dad but uh we played board games today (laughs) you know there's that new challenge of getting the parents into the board games (laughs) so version two of this this perfection list or perfect list to get you into board games needs to incorporate the former athlete or the athletic type like you had baby nerd and now we've got like, uh-huh. full nerd and now we've got to reach the like athletes the the never nerd <laughs> right right yeah yeah you know i i don't know if it'll ever happen i don't <laughs> but i i'm willing to try um i've tried to get my mom to play just like over holidays and stuff and she's like y'all have fun y'all you know just have fun doing your thing you know i know that it's not something she'll ever be into but that's okay you know, yeah. I tried one good. session with my mom and uh, she lasted, I think, an hour. 
And then she was done and she said never again. And in fact, was so upset that I made her do it or asked her to do it. Uh, <laughs> she spent a, a good part of the evening uh, with my brother being like, I don't know why they play that. I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I was like, <laughs> if you only knew how much time we spent on the back end, like creating a character for you and like giving you a background, I don't think you'd be talking trash. But yeah, yeah. Oh, that's oh. okay. it's not everybody's cup of tea you know um but you play with your dad is that right i i did before uh i started working in real life with real people (laughs) um yeah yeah just because i didn't want to go and and like give him something yeah Um, for sure yeah so i haven't played with him for a while i think we were talking about doing some sort of backstory like a one-on-one dming experience with him to see what (laughs) Because he had such a good, so he has this, like, bard character who has no clue his, like, background, or he, like, doesn't understand, like, so we were going to explore Larry Scalafani's history. I love that. It's such a great That's name. That's awesome. Very cute. <laughs> Y'all should do that on the podcast. Patreon exclusive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you just, you just let me know. You just get it on Connect. I'll be there. I'll, I'll be recording. Yeah. I'll f- level things out. I'll drop in the spooky music. I'll be your, <laughs> the guy Perfect. in the ear, the guy in the van. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's so great. Oh, my goodness. Well, I feel like, um, you know, so I really started playing games just in general in like, like I said, 2012, 13-ish, somewhere in there. But it took a long time to work myself up, like my confidence and understanding like game theory and strategy, just enjoying it, Um, feeling more confident in playing games just in general before like a D&D would ever be something that I would consider consider doing mm-hmm. um so do y'all i mean do y'all want to jump into how i started playing D? oh yes. yeah of course that's what we're here for you're like this this is the show you know <laughs> okay so let me think about timing um this was pre-pandemic so <laughs> organized it was very there's spreadsheet were there spread were there actually spreadsheets oh i think brian has a spreadsheet for everything Yes. Yeah, I do. I really do need that. Yeah. The flowchart. I would love to see the flowchart of like <laughs> strategically what he did. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll have to see if that's something we can, <laughs> we can send, maybe add it to the show. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We, we shall see. Um, but the funny thing is, is Ryan wasn't even involved in the acquisition of D&D, if you will. So I, I want to try to get the timing right, but. I believe this was like February, January, February of 2019. And Ryan was out of the country for work. He was in South Korea. And typically every Tuesday at this point, this was pre-pandemic, obviously, we would go over to our friend Justin and Allie's house, you know, Justin from the podcast. And, <laughs> and we would go over there and play board games every single Tuesday. And like clockwork, we had been doing this for, I don't know, a year or two at this point playing much more complicated and, you know, strategic games and like pretty heavy games. And one of the games we actually played was, was a campaign style board game. And it was 
I, I, to me, it didn't feel like D&D because I didn't know anything about D&D at this point. Of course, I had heard about it, but I didn't really know specifics or, you know, mechanics of how to play. And but the, the game itself is called Above and Below, and I can send you all a link for for the game. But basically, you go through this book as though you're kind of on this quest. Um, so we would pick up every single week. We would jump back into the game and, you know, we would just figure out where we were at in the story, like through the different mechanics of the game until we beat like all eight quests or, or type of things. So, and we really enjoyed it. <laughs> like we all super, super loved it. Um, you know, typically we would just play, you know, one or two games, a, a, you know, a night and that would be it. Like you would finish the game. But this was really our first kind of like long, long term, like a two or three month commitment every week kind of game. And all four of us really enjoyed it. And at some point, I think the D&D bug, probably from John, got put into Justin's ear. And he was like, you know, I would really love to DM a game. And of course, he starts talking to Allie, his wife, about it. And... um for me, I was like, you know, if Allie is interested, I'm interested because she and I just, I think we're pretty similar in our like play styles and interests. And, and I think Allie basically said the same thing. She was like, okay, if Lindsay wants to do it, then I'll do it. So we're both like hyping each other up. <laughs> but I thought, I thought it was funny because Ryan's completely out of country. So I'm over there for game night. It's just the three of us at this point. And Justin's like, okay, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you think about playing Dungeons and Dragons together? And I like looked at her and I looked at him and I was like, if she's into it, I'm into it. But uh, Ryan's not here, so I'm just gonna speak for the Owenses. We're into it, <laughs> you know. Truly, I feel like I jumped in with both feet, knowing that I knew nothing. But I don't think I would have had the confidence to uh to say yes to something like that to for me it was just so foreign um had i not had this like strategic journey <laughs> into board games and then play all the way up to playing this like strategic campaign style board game and it wasn't really an rpg like um not not in the same sense as you know a dnd campaign but i i think i was finally ready it took let's see five years four years to get to that point um, of feeling comfortable um, with something that is quite a bit of an undertaking. Like, I truly didn't know anything about the mechanics. And obviously, I can roll a dice, but like, I don't know what all of these like advantages mean and all the different, you know, saving throws and like, oh, you know, just initiative and like all of that, all of the mechanics. But we all basically learned together. So we very quickly started to kind of you know, get other people on board. Um, so Justin's brother got roped in. So Brian, his, his brother, and Ryan, my husband, have played D&D before, but I don't know if they've played 5e. I actually am not sure. But it had been a long time since Ryan had played. Brian played with Pathfinder, and then I think a 4e game as well. I don't even know if I'm saying all those terms correctly, but... I mean, it sounds good. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think this was Justin's very first time, you know, DMing a campaign. So we were all just kind of cobbling it together and learning, you know, together and, you know, trying to figure out a backstory and what type of character we wanted to be. I truly, 
it was just like an open sandbox, you know, as I'm sure everyone's first like step into D and D is just like completely open and exciting and all the things. So it really depends um, so, on who your DM is. So when you have that really? like open sandbox experience, it's very nice and very genuine. You know, some people like to put people in boxes like, okay, you're the rogue. You got to do this. You got to do oh, that. And gotcha. you know, depending on who Justin played as, as being a first time DM, I mean, I feel like as a first time DM, you're just like, I guess you can do this thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. Well, I know he has done so much research on, you know, the different campaigns and making sure that it was something that we all felt, you know, comfortable playing because I think, let's see, there were seven of us to start one person decided D was not for them and that's okay we still love him <laughs> um you know but we of course we all met in person and we like got our our you know characters built as minis on you know that hero is forge? it dice forge or mini forge or whatever what is it called hero forge hero forge yes thank you so i think that was really fun because we all felt more invested in our character like being able to see and like make the decision on what they look like and having minis and he, he got maps and all the things and it was so much fun but like those first few years not first few years first few months of us playing it was rough at least from a like a learning curve yeah. standpoint you know because you're you're having to learn not only like your backstory and how you all like get into the tavern together and are like for forming this bond to go on this quest to do this thing, but also just the mechanics of the game. You know, I think for me as someone who's like never really played like an, an RPG game like that, um, it took me quite a while to process just the mechanics and then also try to play as my wood elf wizard, Audie Elmwood, you know, which I'm, that's still my character today. And we're two campaigns in. So I must tell you, and I know you know this, but maybe not all of your listeners do. We are playing The Curse of Strahd, which I know is the campaign that should never be named on this podcast, according to the last episode. It's never not named. <laughs> it's never not named. That's the problem. I know. I know. I was listening our to drinking most, listeners to your most recent one, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna have to drop that bombshell." <laughs> it was because me. we are currently in that game. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. So this is the second campaign that we've played. Um, we really started this as we shifted from in person to roll twenty. You know, of course, with quarantine back in March of last year. Um, and at this point, I don't know that we'll ever be able to take it back in person because we're so invested in Roll20 and we have, I mean, Justin has built all of these maps and, you know, different, um, character, you know, notes and like just all of these things that it would be so complicated to get it back onto the table in real life, even though we're all vaccinated and could in theory play together in person. Um, it's just, y'all know. It's a very complex game <laughs> with lots and lots and lots of layers. Oh, yeah. um, some of which I'm like still confused on all the time because <laughs> like the names all sound similar in my brain and <laughs> you know. You are not the only person to do that. Really? You, I absolutely. I'm 
I still am like, what do I need to do for this? And sometimes it's just like another person just saying it and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Um, yes. As for me, the, the character sheet is a nightmare to look at. Um, I just have too many things to look at. And so I get real distracted. I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. And then I like spells, which is why the wizard that I'm about to play is uh-huh. so exciting because I hate spells. Um, <laughs> they're just, there's too, they're like, okay, it's the sandbox area, right? There's too yeah. many choices for me that I don't want to make a single choice. I totally get it. Yeah. You're afraid of yeah, the, like one choice is the wrong choice. Like I could have had that spell and you know, that kind yep. of idea. That could have been the crux that saved our whole thing. And then we're right. no, I absolutely not. I know now since I've had so many conversations about Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons that it doesn't have to be like mm-hmm. that. And usually the roles that you have, you know, those are, those are okay. Like it's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. And yeah. so like what you were saying earlier, I have that perfectionism in me too, that if it's not perfect, why am I doing it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Why invest the energy? What's the yeah, point? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Even yeah. after all these years of like playing, there's some stuff that I'm unclear of. So I have like mm-hmm. a rules lawyer in my party and I just like, look, Joseph, I need your help. What's the yeah. ruling on this? And he's like, here's a tweet from the guys who create the rules. Here's the book entry. And here's this. And I'm just like, all That's right. He's amazing. like, but ultimately you're the DM. I'm like, okay, yes. Or wow. yeah, we're just going to skirt the edges of legality here. And we're just going to do it the oh, way I think sure. it should go. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you have to know the rules in order to bend them, you exactly. know, or, or break them too. So <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think that ultimately, you know, I, that kind of gives me some hangups as well, because I, I don't know everything about everything in D&D. And I don't know that you can because it's so expansive. And there's so many different classes and different spells and abilities that, you know, I, I'm just honestly trying to focus on my own stuff and understand how my character can best aid the team as we, you know, do things together. And I feel like we're just now getting to the point. We've all played together for the last two years on these two different campaigns. And I think we are just now at the point of being comfortable, one, kind of role-playing a little bit and, like, adding in, like, character voices and not really voices, but, like, speaking as our character as opposed to, this is what I think I would do, you know? Um, kind of making it feel a little bit more real and being able to see how our specific skill set or ability can then impact or aid the group as a whole instead of like, for me, I love to fireball, you know, because I'm a <laughs> wizard. So I'm like, fireball, you know, <laughs> but being able, being able to um, use that in a strategic way um, so that I'm not fireballing my whole team as well as everybody else a strategic way i love strategy i'm a brand strategist so like all i do for a living is think about like the best possible route for things which again is i think why like ryan had to approach board game entry as a strategic (laughs) way because that's like my love language like tell me the path and i can go along the path but i don't want to like get myself all the way to like the ultimate board game as a baby nerd because I'm not going to be ready for that, you know, which part of me still feels like I'm not ready to be in this curse sister hot, which is so funny because we've been in there for a year, but I'm like, this shit's hard, <laughs> you know? And yeah, I, but I, I am having a lot of fun with it. I don't think I would have ever found myself playing D and D if you had said that like 10 years ago, I'd be like, you're insane. No, <laughs> that's just, why? But here we are. Um, 
I think I was just scared. No, 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 no. I was like, no, no. I was like, you. Yeah. Why would I play it? Right. Yeah. What's exactly. the point? Oh, it's exactly. for a boy. Awesome. Just kidding. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> and I married that boy. You know. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but about... but now honestly, like it has been such a saving grace, especially during quarantine. Like we made it every single Saturday night is our thing. We play from like seven to ten or ten thirty. And it's built some really wonderful friendships um, that I don't know that I would have had like that level of experience with them otherwise. You know, I think D and D is just a, an avenue to bring people together and do some really fun things. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, was there like an aha moment or this like moment for y'all as a group or a party, where when you started role playing, was it like, hey guys, do you want to try this out? Do y'all want to role play? On roll 20? <laughs> <laughs> that is a great question. So John actually joined our campaign as a like pop-up character. Mm -hmm. um, Justin has been really cool about inviting some of our friends in to play, you know, some of these like would have been NPCs, you know, to kind of help bring some life into the campaign in a way that, you know, it would just be fun. And John is really freaking good at role playing. He's very charismatic and had a voice for his character. And I think that was truly the first time that we could kind of see what the possibilities were. But we all knew that none of us could be as good at role playing <laughs> as he is because he's a, he's a bard through and through to his core as a human being, like not just in the game, he's a bard, you know, in real life as well. Mm -hmm. So, and I think he just feels really natural and comfortable being this like outgoing person, at least in his in his role playing. So I think he kind of forced us to be a little bit more experimental with like showing up as your character instead of just saying what you were going to do as your character. So I think that was probably a big catalyst, at least for us as a group, because we were able to see what we could be like. Um, and it's I also think that it, it just takes time. Like you just have to kind of try something and maybe fail at it and suck at it for a little bit. And, you know, I think there are certain, certain instances where like maybe in the middle of like combat, it's kind of hard because all you're doing is like figuring out what your next move is. So you're not like really role-playing as much. So like anytime we're like hacking and slashing, like that's not really an opportunity for us, <laughs> for us to like role-play. But if we were going to the magic shop or like talking to like a, you know, pivotal character over a dinner party or like we're in some weird puzzle where, you know, we're in this like death mansion, <laughs> we're trying to like navigate how to get out of it with these NPCs. I think in the last, I don't know, couple of months, it's been easier and more fun to kind of just force yourself to put yourself out there a little bit. Um, but no, I don't, I don't know that there was necessarily a big catalyst, except for when John really like came in and like pushed his bard <laughs> onto us hardcore, which was great, you know, because I think it it gave us someone to kind of play off of mm -hmm. as well, because he was speaking as his character. So we had no choice but to try to speak back to him as our character. I think that was really helpful for us, for sure. I think it's hard. Yeah, I think having a personality like John is definitely one of those because he is a very like safe person to like just naturally 
Yes. Um, which is a great quality to have in any person. Um, yeah. But definitely to do something that's out of your wheelhouse, are doing something that's kind of weird, and I'm pretending to be another character that lives on paper that I've created that really, you know, how much of it do you want it to be a 3D person? So I really, I've seen it in my game where I've switched from, okay, these are the numbers, let's just hack and slash, and cool, we figure out the puzzle, let's go, uh-huh. um, into, okay, but why would my character do this? And then you're creating a character like, oh, I need a second. I need one second where, yeah, you know, before I've been playing this game of like, oh, yeah, no, this is what we do. Bam. No thought through. But why would my character do that? And right. it's like a big it's like a big kid game versus yeah. like an elementary level game. Exactly. I mean, why I'm moving yeah, on. yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, you take it from mechanics and understanding the mechanics of the game, which I think for me was the biggest learning curve is just understanding how everything worked. And then from there, you kind of master or at least try to improve your mechanics. And then from there, you're like, okay, now I can unlock this like next level, kind of like the hierarchy of needs, right? Your basic needs have been met. (laughs) And you're reaching, you're trying to reach that self-actualization, which is the top of that pyramid. I kind of feel like that's how it works in role-playing type of games. You know, you have to understand the base level of the game, which may take, for me, it took at least a year to understand because it's it's a pretty complicated game for someone who's never played before, you know? So it's it's been really fun. But kind of going back to what you're saying, Alex, like if I had to do everything over again, knowing what I know now, I would build my character and my spells vastly differently because you're like a second level wizard you've just leveled up for your first time ever you're like this spell sounds so cool you know (laughs) i've never used half of my second level spells ever ever you know Mm -hmm. i just don't and um and that's okay but i think at this point having two years under my belt i would i would be very interested in building a new character now, Justin, if you're listening to this, please don't kill off Adi. She's really great. Um, <laughs> but if she were to die, God rest her soul, <laughs> turn into a vampire spawn or whatever, I think I would be okay with that. And that doesn't mean that I don't have, like, consequences. Like, I don't feel like that pain of, like, wanting her to survive, right? And, like, not wanting to die. But I think it would give me an opportunity to explore some of those spells having now I'm a ninth level character versus you know as you're building it for the very first time ever you know building it as as you're learning the game I I just feel like I would build my character differently you know and I I think I would still want to be a wizard because that to me feels comfortable mechanic wise but I would build her in a way that was a little bit more thoughtful based on whatever backstory it is that I wanted to achieve you know that when I was first building this character, I'm like literally pulling stuff out of thin air. I'm like, I don't know. This is where she's from. And, you know, she lost her family when this happened. You know, you know, you're like basic level backstory. Yeah. But everyone's got to be an orphan. I know. <laughs> we know. It's like everyone is, everyone is either an orphan or has like some troubled back history with their family. 
<laughs> you know, um, which I think we all do. Why would um, you go adventuring if your life was good? It's fair. That is so it's, fair. What's the point of leaving if there's yeah. something to Oh. Yeah, unless you're like so privileged that you just want to explore the other side of life or something. I don't know. But yeah. most people like don't a... start out that way. Oh, this <laughs> Summer a through Tuscany. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Everyone's a little broken, you know. <laughs> but that's what brings everyone together too, your brokenness. Oh. And it's wonderful. But yeah, I, I would definitely build her in a, in a way that is different, just knowing what I know now. You know, and I think at some point I'll have another character and we'll play another game. But for now, I'm just trying to, like, do the best I can with what I got, you know? So It's so wholesome. I I enjoy this part of D&D where it's just like, you know, <laughs> it's the way we go through life. She'll die and then I'll have a new character and it'll be great. Like, Yeah. I mean, of course I'll be sad. Where Adrian and I are like, don't kill yeah. us, please. <laughs> we just spent all this time. No. Right. Right. Do not. I mean, I definitely don't want her to die. I've invested two years over to almost, yeah, over two years. Um, I have a cute little mini. I've got a, you know, a caricature drawing that Justin had like commissioned for our whole, you know, group, which is really cool. She's pretty awesome. What else do you guys want to talk about? I, I mean, we've, we've covered most of the things. I don't think there's like anything in particular. I did want to talk to see if you wanted to see if you wanted to talk about the, uh, the business idea you had i don't know if that's oh, like the twitch twitch streaming graphics yeah i don't know if you you're, you want to do that or not we can do that sure yeah and we'll plug that absolutely okay because also i'm going to see if i can get her to do ours when we start streaming yes <laughs> so business okay. idea yeah well okay so all of this has basically stemmed from justin wanting to stream on twitch our D&D. And we originally originally made a Twitch account as like a collective board game thing to stream our board game nights. And I think all of that actually stemmed from this one kind of like fundraiser that he does through work um, where they like play a bunch of games and, you know, people you know, like bid and donate towards like the nonprofit that they were working with. The Save a save a life, life. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So he wanted to stream some board games. This was probably in 2018, 2019. So we built this Twitch channel called Tacos and Tabletop because we would often get Torchy's Tacos and go play board games at their house. <laughs> so it was a natural fit. Um, and we, you know, we streamed a couple of different games. Um, like the near, well, near and far and above and below, which were the two campaign style board games that we were playing. We didn't do it super consistently, but like we just had a fun little, you know, whenever it was set up, we would play and it was great. And then, you know, the world shut down and uh, we were already on Discord. All of us were watching, you know, each other while we were playing in World 20. So it just kind of naturally made sense to move that over onto a streaming platform as well. So if you go to twitch.com slash tacos and tabletop every Saturday at seven uh, central time, we stream our Dungeons and Dragons group and it's been really fun. You know, I think it's, it's more for, for us to be able to like watch that back, you know, again, like the previous week, I think it's really helpful for Justin, like 
just to keep track of everything as a DM. And, you know, we've got some of our like spouses hop in there and they're like, oh my God, did you not know Strahan's right behind you? You know, in the, in the chat while we're all, you know, of course we're not watching the stream, so we don't get to see like the DM screen or whatever, but it's funny, you know, for them to kind of interact with the game as well. But at some point, Justin was like, hey, um, you know, I, I would like to commission you to make a stream background, like a legit stream setup. Because he was using some type of subscription service that he was paying like a monthly fee to bring it into, I think, OBS and, you know, have like all of these backgrounds and just make everything look, you know, pretty slick. But he was like, well, I mean, I have a professional designer on my team. Like, why am I not, not utilizing her skills? And I know that he was willing to pay me, but he's like one of my closest friends. And I was like, you don't have to pay me. <laughs> and I bartered. I'm sure y'all have talked about it. I've bartered magical <laughs> items within the game. You I've have. not found any of the magical items yet. I figured <gasps> y'all. <laughs> what? I have not. So I've currently not been paid. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've regretted so, uh, my decision immediately. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, he made it sound I, like he was just giving you magical items and it was all great and wonderful. But here we are <laughs> finding out you have not been paid. <laughs> I have not been paid. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, if he were anyone but one of my closest friends, I'd be a little ticked. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, but but seriously, I but seriously, really enjoyed uh... like putting <laughs> I enjoyed putting this stream background together. Um, I actually had helped Ryan put together his own Twitch stream background a couple of years ago. He was playing Summoner's War on his phone and was streaming that on his phone. Um, that's a whole other story for another day, but <laughs> so this is technically my second Twitch stream setup. Um, and it was really fun. You know, I just kind of figured out the structure of what the screen should look like and made, you know, little windows for all of our video to go in and just, you know, kind of essentially branded what was kind of piecemeal together already made ourselves a little logo. It's in the shape of a taco. <laughs> So it's tacos and tabletop, but the word taco looks like it's in the shape of a taco because I like warped the text. Mm -hmm. I can't help myself. I'm a graphic oh. designer and I design logos for a living. I was like, well, I mean, I'm not really getting paid for this, not technically, so I can't spend a ton of time on it. But of course, I want it to look cute and like have some kind of purpose. Um, again, that goes back to the strategy. Why am I going to do it at all if I don't do it right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, so I just kind of Honestly, he gave me carte blanche freedom to do whatever I thought was cool. And it was really fun. And now, Adrian, it sounds like you might commission me to in real dollars. Because <laughs> I'm no longer just working for magical items here. I hate to tell you that. She's not, a, um, not in my campaign. I can't, I don't have that leverage. <laughs> right. I know. I know. But it is something that I have explored. Um, and you could be my very first client in that realm of Twitch design, which I think would be really fun. Most of the work that I do is for small businesses, entrepreneurs, and startups. But, you know, if I can bring my, like, design skills into my creative hobby space and my friend sphere, I always really enjoy that, too. So I'm here and available if anyone else listening needs a Twitch stream background. Just shoot me an email. Um, hello at lindsaycreative.com. So I'm sure that will be in the show notes because I spelled my name a little weird. So <laughs> how dare you? I know. 
I know. So of course you won't see any of this on my website because it's all geared towards entrepreneurs, <laughs> but um, you could go to twitch.com slash tacos and tabletop and you'll see the stream background that I've created for our group. Um, and Ryan is not streaming anymore, so his is not active, but hopefully, but yeah, it's fun. It'll be on ours. Yeah. 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 We'll have to like talk. Well, okay. While we're here, do you want to just have a creative conversation about what it is you might want? A consultation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll just have our consult live. <laughs> So, so then you then so, you know how it goes and then yeah everyone yeah. who's a little anxious or worried or needs to know what they're getting <laughs> into this is it perfect perfect so the first question i would ask is do you currently have branding and like a color palette or logo or design style that you're working with yes we do yes heck we do. yes perfect all right check number one i figured you probably did because of the cover art on your podcast <laughs> yes um, thanks so Canva. yes <laughs> so good so good um please don't criticize the the any i'm not i cannot handle it if you're like this sucks no just don't tell me. <laughs> no i am not one to judge at all i think it's super cute i love it yeah I did get really upset the other day what? So this is complete sidebar Okay. I've been using this color, the like teal color, mm -hmm. just in my day to day. And I did not realize it until uh, two days ago that there's a lot of things that are this teal color that have popped up in my life. I don't know how it manifested. And I, I feel very attacked. The new podcast and the new D&D podcast that I'm, I'm starting, um, we need to pick a ship color. And I was like, oh, this like teal color would be cool. And I'm like, okay, cool. I put the hex code in there. I open up my disc or my Discord, and I was like, "That's the same fucking color." No! The exact same hex code. The exact same hex code. How? How? Like the odds of that happening are so slim, because you have to have six different digits to get the hex code. Like, there's so many variables in there. Alex, the perfect page. that is I your color. It can't that's your color hey there's nothing wrong with having a signature color or knowing what you like I mean, okay it's the knowing what i like yes but like it's just come up too many times <laughs> that's where i'm like what like i have i have random stickers that are generally the same like shade uh -huh. I, I just it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot that's, that's awesome a lot. that's awesome hey i i get it there are signature colors that either I gravitate towards as like my own personal style, which is like emerald green or kind of a, a rust color or black, obviously. But there are often colors that I spec out for my clients that are almost always the same. Like I use this exact same charcoal. It's like softer than black, but it's not a true gray. It's just kind of like this muted black um okay. and i don't know the hex code but i know the cmyk code and that's uh 2020 2085 if anyone wants to know <laughs> but i use it all the time and it's the same with typography i probably i i've spent untold amount of dollars uh on typography because i love it and you can never have enough but what do i gravitate towards the most the same probably 10 fonts you know, I, I think it's just, you know, what you like and it works. And once you find something that works, you know, it's like if you have a shirt and it fits really well, you buy them in all the colors that work for you, <laughs> which I did for my birthday last week. FYI, <laughs> just streamline your life and you know what Hashtag you like. 30. 
same thing. I was like, I know, Adrian, you don't know this yet, but that's what happens. Give me three years, okay? Just give me three years. (laughs) Okay, okay. Come on, come on. No, but that's truly what happens. I think you you reach your 30s and you're like, I'm tired of just making all these micro decisions. I know what I like. Give me more of that, please. But the fact that you have the exact same hex code is cracking me up because truly that, that takes skill. Unless you were like, you know, this is from this other color palette and you just like copied it over. That's the only way I can think about like you mm-hmm. just somehow getting it the same, but... I have it saved in Canva, right? So I have the fancy yeah. pro. Um, yeah, so it's yeah. saved there. I don't have to touch it. And that's why Canva is my life. Because I, I, it's all one place. I don't have to find them. I don't have to match them up anyways anymore. Um, which is why it all looks the same. Um, Absolutely. I literally just Googled hex codes and teal. And I just happened to pick the same shade. That's amazing. Kudos to you. I know. (laughs) Uh, So for me, as a brand brand standards guru, I say kudos because (laughs) you're already passing my good client test because you know what you like. You've got some standards in place, which truly makes it incredibly easy to translate your brand into a different medium like on a digital space like Twitch. Um, I think... If I were to give any advice for people who might want to start their own Twitch stream or something, um, having some sort of brand in place is just going to make it so much more consistent and easy when it comes to developing something like that that's new. Um, I think it's really easy to fall into the trap of like, ooh, this is cool and trendy, so I'm going to make this look like this other thing that I found on the internet. And then you don't necessarily translate that into all of your other mediums. And then everything looks kind of hodgepodge and inconsistent. Um, So having like brand colors and the consistent typography that you use, templates in Canva, like having that as a consistent look and then being able to translate that into a different space is just going to make everything look and feel similar and cohesive and totally fire and on brand. So... I say kudos to you. It's going to be great. What's your second question? If the color and my the brand... second question. Yeah, okay. Like to figure out so, what's next step. Yeah, yeah. So for a Twitch stream, you really want to think about the different elements that you might need. Not only like on the main screen, um, you know, what type of content are you wanting to capture? Like your main, you know, DM map. How many different video streams? the chat channel, like any other elements you might want to have on that like main screen that you have all the time. And for a podcast, of course, it would be different. You know, maybe it's like the two of you side by side with something else on the bottom. Like, I don't know. That's really, this is the content gathering (laughs) section. Um, You know, so have you all kind of thought about like what type of content you might want to capture on your stream? Like the graphics wise? Main thing that's on top of my head is definitely gameplay for a like a and d stream, but also I've kind of flirted with the idea of uh, like streaming the actual conversation, but it definitely have to be up to like we'd have it wouldn't be every day, but sorry, this is just me talking to Alex at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I mean th- we're essentially having a business conversation at the yeah. end of this podcast episode, so <laughs> and those are the two things off the top of my head, just that and maybe just. The third thing would be just me creating stuff for my players. So like 
it would be just okay. like one screen for me and then the other just like the content I'm creating. So like a, a website for Roll20 or a Word doc or something like that. Uh, so those mm -hmm. are the three things that I have in mind right now, um, mm -hmm. content-wise. Other than that, I think I can't really tell what other kind of like arrangements or kind of positioning that I would need or how many people. Well, that's I have. my job. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's my job. Good. Layout um, and structure. <laughs> mm -hmm. I just need to know what type of content it is that you want to have on your main screen. And then of course, if you want to have like a stream starting soon or a be right back around break or the, you know, stream is paused or offline that those types of like scheduling type mm -hmm. of screens when you're not on the main screen. Yeah. I mean, all that sounds great. The things that I wasn't Perfect. thinking about. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that'd be, there'd be like a, like a starting screen with just the DM and then maybe uh -huh. one screen where it's just me and then one other player to have like a fucking deep moment and Ooh. just, <laughs> just scary. Just like, now you know things are about to get serious kind of idea. <laughs> that's next level. I'm just that feels cool. like a lot. It that is a lot. Like a lot. No, that's cool. I love that's that. Cool. No, I love that. It's just very I don't I don't twitch. Yeah. So like the idea is what I whatever I see, it's just like stagnant. It's like, okay, this person's playing and you're like, cool, cool, cool. Right. Yeah. I've never at any point thought like, oh, this could be like a whole scene. This could be a whole thing. Yeah. I mean it, it's essentially like a, a production. You know, you can make as many different scenes as you feel you need in order to, you know, tell that story. But what I would say is then, like, prioritize the, the different screens that you want. Um, because, of course, each one would, would take, you know, time, effort. Yeah. Um, and the budget would go up for, for all of those. So, you know, really just prioritize, you know, what, <laughs> what it is that you need at, like, your base level. And you know, you could always add on like those cool, you know, the DM and a player having this heart to heart, you know? So yeah, that, but that's really it. As long as you've got colors and kind of a style that's easy for me to then translate once we talk through content. So really that's, that's kind of the, the gist of it. Um, you know, kind of getting a sense for the type of content that you want to produce and having delivery of assets and stuff. So but yeah, but if you're starting with nothing, I would kind of think through it as how do you visually want to represent the story that you're telling? And if you are creating a Twitch stream for one specific campaign, then you can have kind of a, a style that feels representative of that one campaign. But let's say you're like wanting to stream a variety of different games or topics, then maybe you make it more like a personal brand. You know, and you're branding yourself as the gamer or as the DM or as kind of like the vibe that you're going for. And then, you know, maybe the colors are a little less specific than they would be if you're like living in Barovia in Grossesterhod where everything feels dark and gloomy, you know. Mm -hmm. So you can really gear it towards the type of content that you're, you know, producing, you know, through color and typography and things like that. But, but yeah, so yeah, but it sounds like y'all have quite a few like brand elements in place and then we would just you know figure out content and then I would go in and structure it similarly like how I would structure a website you just basically build out a framework and you just wireframe like okay the screen for the DM needs to be about this size versus the actual play map 
versus the, you know, the chat and all the different videos that you might need to, to bring in and then just kind of structure it through there. And then we would skin on top of that, the different like design elements and make color choices and type choices and things like that. So yeah. Awesome. Any questions for me while we're here? No, I need to, I need to really I need to sketch this out before I just say, I want all of this. And then just like, that's, <laughs> that's 10 things, Adrian. I don't, yeah. We need, re- we need to really think about what we're doing here. Like, no. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, obviously, I can build you the moon and and you know and back, but I think it's it's always easier to build on to something mm-hmm. than it is to like have this whole laundry list of things and then like you be overwhelmed with either how much time or how much money that costs to yeah. you know. So you can always start with the baseline of like, okay, we've got an awesome you know main screen setup. And kind of a, you know, maybe a stream starting soon page. And then you can always add on some templates and kind of add in that flair, you know, as you see you need it. So you can always baby steps it. <laughs> I need that. I, I tend to leap into things. This, this is true. Leaping this is, is tr- not bad. <laughs> not I bad. tend you to be very it. hesitant. Um, so I'm, I'm often reeling my clients in. A lot of my clients are like, I need all the things. I'm like, do you really need all the things? Or do you see that everyone else has all the things and they're 10 years into their business and you're starting out day one and you have no budget? Because I can help you day one, no budget, but I'm not going to send you to like, I'm not going to force the 10 year plan on you if you're not there yet. You know, you can always grow and always add on things, but we just basically would treat it like any other design project I would. So awesome. it'd be fun. I'm excited. Hire me. I would love this. <laughs> Pay me in I mean, real money, not magical items. <laughs> you never get. Dear listener, go I to will. Tacos and Tabletop and harass <laughs> Justin and the gang. Where Lindsay the gets man- her magical yeah. items and gets paid. <laughs> and then while you're there, eventually. subscribe. Why not follow, but also subscribe. harass. <laughs> <laughs> Interact. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, no, Justin's doing a great job. We are just uh, haphazardly wandering around a uh, murder mansion right now. I'm sure y'all know Lady Fitadov's, uh like murder party mm-hmm. in the game. I don't know if you've gotten there or not, or if it's a spinoff or I think it's what a, have say you. Say the name again. Lady Fitadov. I actually don't know who that is. Okay. Okay. Giving you Basically, a hint. <laughs> That I have no, <laughs> is not on Basically, my book. we're we're trying to uh, solve this very magical illusionary puzzle. Um, it's a dinner party, and everyone dies at like midnight or something. And we're trying to find these two family crests and bring them into this like very elaborate hedge maze to be able to like get out of the illusion. And we've been in there for two whole days. I mean, two real days, like two evenings of play. Gotcha. <laughs> two oh, sessions, okay. if you will. Human yeah. days. Yes. Human two days. Human days. Not, yeah. Not human days. or halfling a day. It's human. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So once we get out of this like time warp mm-hmm. magical puzzle, I will probably be able to find some of my magic items, but pretty sure they're not in this illusion puzzle so gotcha one day i will get paid (laughs) hey i'm the one that took on the uh exchange so i'm okay with it i'm okay with it all right 
<laughs> well, thank you so much, Lindsay. It's been a blast. Thanks for having me. Uh, do you want to uh, replug your but... stuff real quick? Yeah, yeah. So um, I am on Instagram and TikTok, which I've only had one TikTok, but you know, you can join me over there. I'm at Lindsay Creative and it's L-Y-N-S-E-Y Creative. Also, lindsaycreative.com. My email is hello at lindsaycreative.com. If you are interested in a Twitch setup, let me know. None of that's on my website, so just send me an email. And yeah, Tacos and Tabletop on Twitch. We stream every Saturday, except for this coming Saturday, because we're going out of town. So, you know, most Saturdays we do play. And you can watch us get our butts kicked. So <laughs> it'll be great. Awesome. Anything else, Adrian? I'm good. I'm golden. I'm, I'm just like years are turning okay yeah 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 <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta get a pen and pencil but i'm on stream so we gotta we, we gotta, gotta close it out so i can just catch it catch it so it doesn't run away catch yeah. it yeah 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 <laughs> oh thank you dear listener for joining us for another episode you can find us on twitter instagram and tiktok at dn degrees Thanks to everyone who supports us on Patreon. We absolutely love you. And if you would like to join the fun and join the ranks, um, you can subscribe for as low as $3 a month. I'm pretty sure it's three, yeah. Three, five, ten. <laughs> three, seven, ten? I don't know. We, we, we know our business model, right? <laughs> Adrian, edit this later. Yeah. <laughs> Adrian, you got this. Just put in the dollar amount and just make it very obvious. It's humorous, okay? Yes, very subtle. Our three tiers are $3, $7, and $10 for our Patreon. Three gets you no ads. Seven gets you bonus episodes and no ads. And 10 gets you the former mentioned and a chance to be part of our monthly one-shots. Uh, you can also join us on our Discord. We are hanging out, having fun, posting pictures of whatever you find. Um, we definitely need some dog pictures, so please join us on our Discord. And if monetarily or Discord is not your jam, please support us by following and subscribing us to us on wherever podcasts are found. Wherever you are currently listening, please hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out. If you also rate us five stars, don't do anything less. Otherwise, you will never get paid for another job in your life. Uh -huh. Go harass Justin on ta Tacos and Tabletop. True. Well, thank you all so much for listening. My name's Adrian. I'm Alex. Go have some fun. Bye. <laughs>